Aaron has uh, emailed and he says, I had to get up early today and I'm listening to your show live, which I always do if I'm up early enough, so I just thought I'd say hi and I hope that a bunch of fellow Australians are waking up to your great mix. Well, very nice to hear from you, Aaron, I must say. And uh, this next one is for you. It's from The Fall and it's also for Jamie 18 Kent and it's called Blindness. Yeah. 
Southern Cavalry. Sounds even better the second time around. There's never been anything like this and never will be again, I think. That was legendary DJ John Peel introducing the last session, one of the tracks from the last sessions, for his programme by the band Fall in 2004. Uh, Very sadly, and way before his time, John Peel himself died the following year in 2005. And three years ago, this week, Marky Smith of the fall died bringing to an end uh, a wonderful journey of music spanning from 1977 I guess through to 2017 of the the best band that uh, England has produced since the Beatles what better excuse than to have a, a, a further tribute episode three years on so many wonderful tracks that uh, we haven't played on the program. There's over 500 to choose from. And uh, some of you may not be familiar with all of these tracks, so how wonderful it is for you to hear them for the first time. And when I did this program, uh, what it was, uh, three years ago now, uh, I think I, I subsequently regretted I didn't play some more recent tracks. Uh, and although this one isn't super recent, it is at least from the 21st century, And it's wonderful to hear again, so let's hear it. As often, a little voiceover from the Twilight Zone at the end there. That's a Wolf Kidult Man. From the album Imperial Wax Solvent from 2009. That was the first album 
in which the last stable incarnation of the fall group coalesced and stayed pretty well constant over the final decade of the band's existence. Final year, years of the band's existence yielded four LPs, which uh, is not to everyone's taste, but uh, there was clearly internal harmony. Going back a little bit to 2003, uh, one of the last truly classic floor albums was uh, Country on the Click, which subsequently came to be known as the Real New Fall album, uh, when versions of it were downloaded uh, online prior to its release. So it has the rather cumbersome title of Country on the Click, formerly known as the Real New Fall album, or the other way around. Can't quite remember which. Uh, that is, there are many Fall albums, and there are very few which are uh, unimpeachable in their track selection. There's usually a joke track here and there, or a, a track that just doesn't make any sense at all, even to the aficionado. But uh, if you're going to start somewhere, it's not a bad place to start, actually, uh, with the real new Fall LP. And this is a great track from it, from 2003. Mountain Energy uh, by The Fall. All tracks, unless you hear otherwise, and you won't hear otherwise, on this programme are by The Fall. Waxing somewhat philosophical there. 
One of the great joys of the fall is listening to Mark's lyrics. And you might think, oh, it's just uh, it's nonsense stuff. And in fact, it's poetic stuff. He put a huge amount of uh, effort, certainly in the first half of his career. Perhaps there was a bit of a trail off um, as, he, as he lost focus a bit. And the drink and the drugs took over as time went on. But uh, certainly in the first ten years, what a magnificent outpouring of lyricism there was. And I was having a conversation with a, with an old friend of mine. I was saying, I'm not sure I actually follow this poem. And he quoted to me the idea that the sense of a poem needs to be one step removed from someone's interpretation of it. And it was a little like that with Mark's lyrics. There's the annotated fall online where you can go to uh, see an analysis of, of all of these songs. And I think a great deal of effort is put into indicating that the uh, uh, early volley of invective at the start of this doesn't actually make grammatical sense. But to Mark, it didn't matter at all. From this nation's saving grace, this. All those who mind entitle themselves and whose main entitle is themselves shall feel the wrath of my bombast. perhaps the final album from their classic uh, early 80s period that's bombast from 1985 by the fall from this nation's saving grace and if you think uh, beginning to get the full pigeonhole don't know them that well but it's kind of a, an aural assault fall can also be very melancholy and very wistful when they choose to be listen to this track
The Mixer from Shiftwork from 1991, one of the more generally overlooked uh, albums in the full canon. It's quite restful by contrast with most. I seem to remember it actually was a top ten album, one of those strange little periods of time when the four were threatening uh, to become a chart power. <laughs> but uh, it never actually happened and uh, probably just as well isn't it as I said at the top of the program uh, one of my regrets three years ago is I didn't play anything from the last ten or so years uh, of the band's existence and from their penultimate album uh, last time I saw the fall I think it was in 2015 in Melbourne uh, I think this was uh, the first track they played from memory what a fantastic track it is
of the things I, I always think is highly admirable about highly creative people is they can take something entirely mundane and turn it into a, a marvellous poem or painting or song or a book or short story, whatever it might be. Venice with the Girls by the Fall from their album Sublingual Tablet from, you're stretching me now, probably 2015? About then. A phrase are taken from a daytime TV advert that Marky e. Smith there has uh, conjured into a marvellous opening track on that album. It's alchemy, it's magic. The fall could be many things. They could also be very playful. And here's an example from the album Imperial Wax Solvent. <laughs> Something like Judge uh, and Jerry Or Jeremy Kyle Nobody knew But still it was elusive And though they pursued Mr. J. Archer As he separated everywhere They knew Dot was his mama But still they went on Searching and searching was provoked. It was not in accord with any known law. Laughing in the middle. Time blenders, all of them. The last statement with the departments of no name proved diversible to the authorities. Judy was his friend, Dot was his mom, but they still went on searching and searching with no results. I was provoked. It was not in accord with any known law. Laughing in the middle. Dancing high school and his goddamn rock school featuring an Egyptian, at least one, and a trombone musician. Then they disappeared, but they went on forever. Is this new from Imperial Wax Solvent from 2009? If we turn the clock back now to 1986. Something altogether epic, serious, and portentous.
Rats!
band has got away with 100 years of sheer brilliance up till now. That was Prolart Threat from Slate Slags Etc. from 1981. Is it an album? Is it an EP? You will not believe the arguments that rage on on various full sites uh, about the distinction between the two. Frankly, I do not care too much. I, I don't really have a dog in that fight. That was an attempt by Marky e. Smith to condense a play he was writing into two minutes. Uh, and by and large, I would say he succeeded. We sadly uh, never got to see his play of Prolart Threat, but we did get to see his play, which uh, appeared uh, much later in the 1980s. And there was a ballet, of course, I Am Curious Orange. All of human life was in the full group. It was a project rather than just uh, a band. Hated it being called a band. Before that, you've heard Grosse Chapelle British Grenadiers from the album Ben Sinister from 1986. And I've mentioned the annotated fall uh, a couple of times, I believe, already. And that, uh, for example, has got 56 annotated notes. It's an attempt to codify and discuss each of these tracks, uh, over 500 of them by the fall, and if you think, well, that's absurd, but it's not, uh, because it's a very serious project. There have been university seminars, in fact, whole weeks dedicated to the meaning behind the fall, of course, the paradoxes. And Marky e. Smith himself regarded academia as, or almost, uh, a, a cul-de-sac, if you will. <laughs> yeah, funny. Ah, oh God, we miss him, don't we? Here's another track.
tributes there by Marquis Smith to two of his own literary heroes. There you heard a, a tribute to Hunter S. Thompson, Midnight Aspen from the 2006 album Full Heads Roll. And before you that, you heard a, a slightly cryptic uh, a tribute, as it were, to Philip K. Dick, certainly in the title The Man Whose Head Expanded, The Man Who Dreamt of Electric Sheep, a little tribute there. From, uh, what was that? That was a single from 2003, which I believe you can subsequently find on uh, updated versions of the album, Perverted by Language. That is one amazing album. Uh, I'm probably the furthest away from having a dud track on it from any in the full canon. The full could be very playful, as I think I mentioned earlier, and their choice of covers uh, was another alchemical ability of Mark to take the most unpromising material <laughs> and turn it into something not only fun but actually a great track at the same time. This from 1997. Go! 
I'm a Mummy from the Frankly Bonkers album Levitate from 1997, a cover of an old Boris Pickett song, I believe. Now then, Eratum. I think uh, during the last link, I managed to push forward the man whose head expanded by 20 years to 2003. It is, in fact, a single from 1983. Last track tonight... I believe that this could have been the track I heard which alerted me to the genius of the four when I was listening to the John Peel programme sometime in late 1980. From their third album, I would have heard four tracks before then, but there was so much great material coming through. And the first two albums by the four, they're great, Live at the Witch Trials and Dragnet. But perhaps they weren't as distinctive amongst the quality of material that was coming out in the post-punk era. When I heard this particular track late at night, picture me, uh, a young Ian, in his bedroom perhaps doing his homework, doing his Latin prose. And and this came on the radio and I thought, well, this is completely unlike anything I've ever heard. In a good way. Is it a good way? I think it probably is. From the album uh, Grotesque from 1980... Cash and carry, stop mitering.
like Faust with beards, hydrochloric shaved weirds. That's Cash and Carry Stop Mithering from the album Grotesque, brackets after the gram, from 1980 by, of course, The Fall. We've been listening to a tribute episode to Marky Smith of The Fall, who died three years ago uh, this week. Uh, I guess there's just one thing I one thought I'd like to leave you with that you know, all those stories and anecdotes about leaving false teeth in taxis, walk-offs at gigs, amp fiddling, the endless merry-go-round of, is it 50, is it 60, full members, all, in a sense, I, I feel rather missing the point that the band were the greatest of their era. Uh, it's been said you can exist on a diet of Guinness and oranges alone, and I'd say from the mid-60s for the next 50 years, you could survive every year from new releases by... Uh, first the Beatles, then Neil Young in the 70s, and after that the fall, and you could survive on that musical nutrition alone. However, it's always nice to hear other stuff as well, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with another episode of Sombrero Fallout. If you like what you've heard, go to sombrerofallout.com uh, and look at some of our other 65 episodes, or become a friend of Sombrero Fallout on our Facebook membership uh, site called Friends of Sombrero Fallout. Thanks very much for listening uh, and farewell to Marky e. Smith uh, one more time. Thanks Mark. Cheers for now.